This week on the Small Church Media Podcast, we are talking about the often forgotten parts of social media that will help you stand out from the crowd immediately. The point of this episode is what are things you can do over the next 30 minutes to clean up your social media presence so that way you are ready to be found online. But before we jump into today's conversation, I want to let you know that we have a new sponsor here on the Small Church Media Podcast. It's a brand new year, so it's time for a brand new sponsor. And guys, I'm really excited about this new sponsor to be able to talk more about what this um, organization, what this church communication company is able to offer to your guys's churches. It, it, it's awesome. So they're called hashtag church or hashtag dot church. And if you go to hashtag dot church right now, date of recording, January 2nd, you'll see that they are a church creative company where let's be honest, it's hard to create social media graphics and websites and photography and social media and all these different things. And they saw that there was a need to just help small churches and medium-sized churches to provide quality designers and quality artists and quality creators to create the amazing content that you need for your church. However, here starting January 13th, hashtag dot church is starting phase two of their business. And the best part about this whole thing is they are going to be creating resources and tips and trainings and so many other different resources for you specifically as a small church. So in the coming months, you're going to be hearing so much more about hashtag dot church and my good friend, Bobby. King and what it means for your church and the type of resources that they are creating. So until then, make sure you check them out by going to the link smallchurch.media forward slash hashtag church, okay? Smallchurch.media forward slash hashtag church to learn all about what that business and organization could do to serve your church. But today, like I already said, let's talk about the often forgotten parts of social media that will help you stand out immediately. You guys ready? Let's get it. This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Well, hey there, friends, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. We are officially in episode 73, going into 2023. Oh, goodness, man. It's been well over a year and a half since the start of the Small Church Media Podcast. And for those of you who have been with me since the beginning, I just want to say a massive shout out and thank you for being with me this long. I know I talk really fast, so I'm trying to talk a little slower on today's episode and not feel overly caffeinated. But you know, sometimes it just be like that. But if you are new to the episode or new to the podcast in general, I just want to say welcome to the show. We are currently jumping into the middle of a series that we've been talking about for the last four weeks, all about social media, where we talked about the truth of social media. And it was kind of more of a daunting episode, to be honest with you. It wasn't a happy, go lucky, feel good about yourself and social media type episode. It was some nasty truths involved in there. And then from there, we talked about why, so, why most social media posts fail. We talked about different social media post types that, although most fail, these actually will work for your church. And today, we're going to talk about the often forgotten parts of social media that will help you stand out from the crowd immediately. 
Before I jumped on to recording today, I wanted to kind of check around social media and see if some other large churches that I know of, and I'm not going to say any names, I'm not going to talk about throwing anybody under the bus, but what we're going to talk about here in today's episode, I wanted to check and see if some of the bigger, and when I mean bigger, I'm talking about churches of like a thousand people or 4,000 Instagram followers, not like the mega churches, but the, 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 the larger churches that have enough people to run their social media from internally inside their own church. And I wanted to see how many of them actually did what we are going to be talking about here on the show. And the answer is, honestly, not many. And in fact, most of the things we're going to talk about here on the show some of them takes you probably well about, I would say, 30 minutes to an hour after this episode. You can do everything we're going to talk about to kind of clean up your, your social media, not your presence, but your profiles. But then from there, I think if you implement a strategy where every single day you do what we're going to talk about here at the end of the show, you can see that you're going to have a better engagement with your social media. So today, we're primarily going to be talking about Instagram and Facebook. Now, the same can also be said about TikTok if you are over there. The same can be said about like your YouTube profile and whatever other profiles you have there living all over the social media universe. But today we're primarily, and Twitter, I guess, we're primarily though gonna be talking about Instagram and Facebook and what you can do to clean up your bio, clean up your profiles and interact better with people on those. So we're gonna start with Instagram. We're gonna go to Facebook and then what you can do on both of those platforms based on which you're on to grow your presence. So let's talk about Instagram here right off the bat. You know, as we are exiting the Christmas season, I am starting to see a lot fewer ads in my reels and in my reels, why I said my reels, in my Instagram scrolling, in my Instagram feeds. And you might be experiencing that as well, but you're like, man, I was getting invitations to Christmas Eve services and Christmas Day services and candlelight services and Christmas singlongs and all these different things. And every time I saw one of those posts come through my news feed, I actually did the due diligence and said, okay, let's see where this church is at. Because most of the time when someone actually says, Hey, I want to invite you to our Christmas Eve services. They're nowhere even near me. I'm not driving all the way to Texas from Northern Indiana to go to your Christmas Eve service. Sorry about that, Pastor Bill. But so many times when I would get these, these ads in my Instagram's feed, I would go to the church's profile and I would have absolutely no idea where this church is located what this church is about, and what I should know about this church. So what I want you to do to help, you know, this is a forgotten part of social media. You probably set this up years ago and forgot about it. Even if you are not actively using your Instagram, because I know a lot of small churches have an Instagram. They started one and you guys have not posted on it in a very long time. That is okay because here's what I want you to do, okay? Number one, if you are no longer really using Instagram, intentionally create a post inside of Instagram that tells people, well, hey, we're not really on Instagram anymore, but here's all the information about our church that you need to know about us in a post. But also in your bio, make sure you include basic information about your church. Information such as what city and state are you actually in? Are you in? Because if you even just drop your city, hey, you know, we're in Houston. Okay, so yeah, most people might know you're in Houston, Texas, but in other areas, there's Houston's in other cities. Just like if I would say, hey, you know, we're here in Hammond. Uh, we're, we're loving the people of Hammond one day at a time or something like that. Well, I know for a fact that I grew up in Hammond, Indiana, but my dad grew up in Hammond, Louisiana. So in your bio, I want you to include the city and state that your church is located in. Also inside of your bio, I also want you to say what your church is all about and what your service times are. Really? 
really quickly drop your church's mission statement or, or your mission statement, your purpose statement, your vision statement. It can even be the fact of, hey, we're a church located in South Bend, Indiana that is trying to show the community the love of Jesus. Service times are at 1030 Sunday morning with a link in the bio and just simply put right there. Now, there's a lot of things in a lot of courses you can actually take about Instagram bios where they talk about using emojis, which in fact, if you go to Real Talk Christian Podcast, my other podcast, you'll see I use emojis to break down the three primary lines of when there's new episodes, who are the hosts, what type of conversations we have. And that has actually helped us quite a bit for people to know who we are when they find us. But for you as a church, yes, you can use emojis. You can use quick little witty sayings. You can even tag your pastor in your bio. But I want you to make sure you do not miss this because most people do is include your city and your state inside of your Instagram bio. Got it? Great. Also, for your profile picture, I want to make sure that when you have your profile picture there, use your church logos icon. Okay, I've seen a lot of churches use the picture of their church building, um, other random pictures that they found, pictures of their pastor. But for you as a church Instagram account, you want to make sure you use the icon for your church. And you might be thinking, Mark, I don't, I don't really know what an icon is. I don't really know what a logo is. So um, when you look at a church logo, like let's take Pepsi for example, it's a very easy illustration. So with Pepsi, they have the word Pepsi all over the place, but that little circle with the red and the white and the blue, that little like circle favicon. Thingamajig, that is actually called, some people call it the bug of your logo, like the logo bug or the logo icon or the logo favicon, whatever you want to do it. But basically, it does not actually need to say the name of your church inside of that Instagram picture. It just simply needs to be your church logo icon because there's not a lot of real estate. If you put your entire church, like um, the Church of God in Christ in South Bend, Ain't nobody going to see that. So just include in your Instagram profile picture just a simple favicon. And then inside of your Instagram bio, make sure you include the church name as well as the location. But I also want to talk about the link in your Instagram bio as well. So many churches will put things like a link tree or a link in bio or something where it's a different third-party platform where they can put all these different links so that way it can link out to individual places. Well, I want to encourage you, and in fact, I'm going to link to this in the show now about having a one-stop page for all things related to your Sunday morning worship service. I want you to put that link in your bio, or if you want to take the next step because you're a little bit digital, include a link in your bio, such as your churchname.com forward slash Instagram, where if people happen to land on your Instagram account, click the link in your bio, they go to this page, all of a sudden, they could be introduced to you as the pastor. It's a really quick, you could have a video where you just hold up your phone and just say who you are, where you're from, what you're all about. We would love to have you there in list of service times right there. It doesn't need to be a huge landing page, but it could take a next step in your marketing. This is kind of fun. I'm thinking this This is all um, just off the top of my head. There's really no uh, rhyme or rhythm for this part of the conversation, but it would be really cool for you to have a link coming off of Facebook and coming off of Instagram where you take people directly to those specific pages where you have a video in there that's embedded via YouTube unlisted so you can track how many times people actually watch your video so that when people come to your website from Instagram or Facebook, you know where they are coming from and what you want to tell them based off where they came from. So that way, when people actually watch the video or they come to your website, they know that you are talking specifically to them based on where they came from. But 
So many times, I feel like when people set up their Instagrams the first time, you know, they quickly put in their bio a quick picture and they try to get off to the races and they don't do anything about it. However, you got to make sure you get the essentials right for your Instagram bio, which is having your city and state inside of that bio, the text, having your church logo actually in the profile picture, and then making your link not go to another site like a link tree or a link in profile, but have an individual page on your website that you can direct people towards. Okay. That's the easy one. That's Instagram. Let's move on to Facebook, which I probably think you guys use this more than, than all the other social media platforms. You know, so many times I'll go onto a church's Facebook profile page and there's not a whole lot of information there. There might be a mission statement. There might be a website and then you have your profile picture and then your cover photo. But so many times we, man, we have such prime real estate to use our Facebook to speak to people just as a first time introduction for them to get to know the church. Now, I want to make sure I do hammer this down before I talk about what I'm about to talk about. Make sure that your cover photo is not just your church logo, okay? When you have your Facebook profile picture, that is your logo. And if you have that same logo just at the top in your cover photo, and that's it, like no picture behind or anything like that, you are losing an opportunity to introduce people to your church people. I'm just going to put a link for this in the show note as well. But what our church did um, just recently, uh, I'm going to go to their Facebook page right now so to make sure I don't mess it up in case our, our worship pastor, Jake, didn't change it. But the church that I go to now is called New Life Church here in Osceola, Indiana. Um, when you go to their page, um, well, actually, you'll see a, a logo that's really beautiful. Um, your, your, your boy designed that. But before they dropped their Christmas Eve and Christmas Day services, they actually had a cover photo where it was just a montage of a bunch of different photos from all around the different church life that we have. And they put a blue cover on, or a blue um, picture on top of it, drop the opacity down a little bit, and then put the church logo on top of it. And that is a great use of a, of a cover photo for your Facebook page. Because right here, I can see what the pastor looks like when he's preaching. I can see what the sanctuary looks like. There's a bunch of kids. There's student ministry. There's, there's something happening in a big old tent and a whole lot of games and inside of a gymnasium. It just looks like a really cool church that has a lot of different things happening. That cover photo right there just introduces people to your church so, so, so stinking fast. So if you have your church logo in the cover photo, maybe you just include one photo of your worship service in, in, inside of the cover photo. But either way, make sure, please do not make sure those are both the exact same. But then the next thing I wanna talk about inside of Facebook is your about section. Inside of your about section, this is where you can list your service times, whether you have two different Sunday morning services or a Sunday night service or a Wednesday prayer time study or children ministry, student ministry, stuff like that. However, I think using this about section inside of your Facebook Facebook page is prime real estate to introduce people to your church, such as who is the pastor, how long you've been ministering in your area, are there different different types of ministry outreach things available that you offer to people such as food pantries or food bank or counseling resources or open gyms or anything like that? Because remember, when people come to your Facebook page, yes, it may be your church members, who are just looking for the live feed, or it can be people who wanna know more about your church. So I wanna encourage you to type up a little paragraph that introduces people to your church, what your church is all about, 
when your church meets, and is there anything that the community would want to know about inside of the Facebook page? Now, the other really cool thing that we don't use Facebook well for is the fact that Facebook lets you actually receive reviews right here inside of Facebook. So when people are actually coming to your Facebook page the first time, it will show them how many different reviews are here, and then what is the overall rating that people have given your church. Now, this is where you need your church members' help to help grow the presence of your Facebook page, okay? Invite people to leave a review unapologetically, do it unapologetically from the pulpit. Ask people to leave a review on your Facebook page. Maybe send out a text message or an email to let people know, hey, we're trying to boost our Facebook presence and we want people to have the best impression we can give them when they land on our Facebook page. Can you please leave us a review? Here's the link and go ahead and do it. Because again, this is often forgotten parts of social media because we view our social media pages through our lens as being church communicators and being church pastors and just being in the in the in the grind and in the ministry. However, for people who don't know anything about our church when they first land on our Facebook page or our Instagram page, we want to put our best foot forward. And the best way you can put your best foot forward on Facebook is making sure your logo is good in the logo section, making sure you have a solid cover photo, you have a great about page, and yes, make sure you include an email and like, like seriously, include an email because there's some churches who don't don't know why. Include your church's URL, but also make sure you have people in your church leaving reviews for Facebook. And then on Instagram, make sure that you again have your your Facebook or your your Instagram profile picture looking nice and good. You use Use that bio section the best that you can to include where, what city you're located in, what your church is all about. Maybe tag your pastor if you want to, but also include what service times you have for there. And for your links, make sure you're linking people back to your personal church website, not some other link in there. Because this is stuff that doesn't take a long time. This is stuff that just takes a little bit of elbow grease. But if we want to put our best foot forward on social media so when people find us, they get a great first impression. We got to make sure we keep the main things the main things and put our best foot forward when people are first being introduced to our church. Well, guys, that was another amazing episode of the Small Church Media Podcast. Um, Well... (laughs) Am I allowed to say that? Am I allowed to say this was an amazing episode? I don't know. I'll let you guys be the judge of that. If you want to let me know your thoughts about the podcast, maybe what are different conversations that you would love for me to have here on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out at hello at smallchurch.media for my emails, not smallchurch.media.com. It's just hello at smallchurch.media. And I would love to answer your question if I can do it over text message or over email, or I would love to answer it here on the podcast. But the best thing that you can do to help encourage other people to listen to this podcast is invite people to also listen with you. So if this episode was an encouragement to you or the show was an encouragement to you, leave a rating and review Apple Podcasts wherever you listen. Make sure you follow the podcast, but share this episode with another small church that you think this would be beneficial to. Again, I want to say thank you to our new sponsor, um, hashtag.church. You can learn more about them by clicking the link in the show note or going to smallchurch.media forward slash hashtag church. 
They have a brand new, I'm just gonna say resource library that's gonna be coming out here in the next couple weeks, specifically tailored to us small churches. So if you go to the website now and you're like, oh, we, we we don't have, you know, what is it, like $1,200 or $1,400 a month to have church social media stuff created for us. Don't let that scare you. They have a brand new um, hashtag, let's just call it hashtag.church2.0 that is gonna be directly targeted for us as small churches to help us use media to not just reach outside our four walls, but also grow the faith of our own local congregations. Well, guys, it's been great hanging out with you again for another episode of the Small Church Media Podcast. Come back next week, same time, same place. But until then, have a great week, and I hope you enjoy the beginning of an amazing 2023. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.